Good afternoon, Acadiana. Welcome to Kane Radio's Chip Shots. I'm Teddy Sliman with you here in the uh, chair of Kane Radio right here in downtown New Iberia. 107 West Main Street, right in the heart of downtown New Iberia, right across from Bulleny Plaza, where we make our residence. And so we'll be talking about golf over the next hour or so. Looked like today was a nice day for golf, even though most of the courses were closed today. We dodged the rain. Uh, rain's expected all week, but uh, welcome to South Louisiana in the middle of the summer, right? If you want to play golf, you got to dodge the rain showers. Let's thank our sponsors before we uh, move along to four. Okay, let's begin with Coca-Cola Bottling Company of Lafayette. Mr. Lee Tadford, we thank you for all you've done for us here at Kane Radio, sponsoring our local programming, as well as uh, Chip Shots. You sponsor all the uh, high school sports, and we appreciate that as football's coming up in uh, high school sports. High school football, we're looking forward to for sure. Golfballs.com, our other title sponsor, located on Old Boulevard right there in Lafayette. Anything you want in golf, that's the place to go. They have a huge showroom with all kind of merchandise located in that showroom. They have a hitting bay where you can try out all the latest in golf club equipment. Golfballs.com, Arnold Boulevard, Lafayette. And then, of course, all our local golf clubs. Sometimes we don't get information for all the golf clubs. Shame on them for not uh, getting this to me as it's free advertisement for them. But uh, I do what I can to get uh, local news. And uh, that's about as far as I'm going to go with it. I I, uh, I certainly can't go around to all the courses at Atchafalaya, Franklin, Eagle Ridge, etc., and gather information. But uh, we have this new thing called the Internet where you can just easily email me any results or anything fancy going on at your golf course, and I'll be glad to put it out on the air. So let's thank our local golf clubs, Bellevue, Atchafalaya, Sugar Oaks, Cane Row, and Eagle Ridge. Well, Atchafalaya, they're still promoting their uh, Twilight Scramble every Tuesday, or rather every Thursday. Uh, Two-person teams, uh, 5.30 shotgun start. It's 40 bucks for non-members and $30 for passholder members. And it's nine holes, of course, because it's a twilight scramble, and uh, it includes your cart, green fee, range, prize money, and food as well. Then down at Bellevue, coming back towards New Iberian Franklin, they had uh, their monthly dog fight this past weekend. First place was a tie between Mickey Michelle and Mike Cap at plus five. Third place, Ty Burdett, the owner's son, plus three. Coming up at Bellevue, they have their club championship Saturday and Sunday, July 23rd and 24th. The defending champion, Brandon Burdett, Ty's other son. Like Ty needs to play a little golf and get better so he can beat his sons. All right, Kane Row, the twilight rate for them, as it has been throughout the summer, $30, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursdays. After 2 p.m., their senior rate for 60, those who are 60 plus years of age, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, $38.46. That's tax included. Their Wednesday rate, $30 after 12 p.m. So you can go up there just about any time in the afternoon and play for only 30 bucks. But if you want to be a member, that's a good thing as well. 90, or rather, 20% off of all soft goods, 
pretty standard there. 10% off all, all their hard goods, if you're a member. And they have a fully stocked golf shop, uh, one of the best in our area for sure. 142 to be a member. You can book your tee time well in advance one week, which is a big blessing nowadays since all the courses are very busy. A tee time helps out. And they charge a handicap for you according to the Louisiana Golf Association handicap system. And uh, they'll waive your dues for the MGA, the newly resurrected MGA. I say newly resurrected. It's been about six months. Raymond Bernard is the president, and they have a whole slew of uh, golfing events scheduled. And you don't have to be a member to take advantage of their licensed UL logoed Raging Cajun golf merchandise. Mostly soft goods, but uh, anything you want for a UL fan, you might be able to find it there. And speaking of the MGA, their next scheduled event, their uh, Red, White, and Blue tournament got rained out over the 4th of July. But July 30th, the MGA scramble. And then the final event of the year will be the MGA Club Championship on the 20th and 21st of August. Results of that tournament, the Live Like Liam tournament, first flight winner. Had an awesome turnout for this, as we've been saying over the last couple of weeks. 120 players in the morning, 120 players in the afternoon, and uh, a good time held by all and a lot of money made for their cause of giving back to the community in the form of juniors, uh, not just golfers, but junior uh, achievements in, in all shapes and forms. So first gross in the first flight went to Keith Waldman, Bill Bro, and Glenn Piro. First net went to Richie Barham, Chip Domingue, and Richard Bernard. Then in the uh, second flight, <coughs> in the morning round, first gross went to Mike Four, Terry Toze, and Jason Viator. First net, Nicholas Bourne, Isaac Thibodeau, and Logan Bork. And as I said, they had an afternoon four-man scramble, and uh, it was full as well. First gross went to Bennett Pico, Mike Arsenault, T.J. Miguez, and Tristan Elston, the former UL golfer. Then first net went to uh, Trison Rivette, Cole Thompson, Thor Boudreaux, and Cameron DeLone. 41 actually tied Cody Gordy Doyle, Matt Broussard, Greg Spiller, and Zane Kidd. Then Kane Rowe had the latest edition of the uh, Pro-Am, Acadiana Pro-Am Association, headed up and run by Doug Biard, former golf pro. First place went to Mitch Guillory, David Dugans, Roby Darden, and Dale Hargrave, plus 14, winning $140, redeemable at golfballs.com. Uh, the low A, B, C, and D player, Chris Viator, Ricky Delcom, Barry Batigula, and Lenny Dubois. Next tournament's going to be at Sugar Oaks. They s swapped with Southern Oaks in Abbeville for some reason. Not completely sure of the reason, but uh, tomorrow, the, uh, the 12th, and Thursday, the 14th, you can tee it up and play in the Pro-Am. All you got to do is call 364-7611 and get you a tee time and uh, tee it up and be in the Pro-Am. We've been getting some... Pretty good attendance, 120 players teed it up at uh, Cane Row, and I suspect if the weather holds out that the same will apply for this week's tournament at Sugar Oaks. All right, now we got Sugar Oaks as well, their weekly specials. Monday and Tuesday, 9 or 18 holes, $22. Wednesday, all day, $31. Play as many holes as you want. And here's results from their local tournaments. 
they uh, they have a whole bunch of uh, local members who like to participate in tournaments on Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday. They usually have some kind of events. And uh, on this past Wednesday, they had a scramble. Mark Ami and uh, Avia McLaughlin were minus four and won that. Then on Friday, the 18th, they had a shamble, uh, variation of a, a scramble and hitting your own ball. So uh, the winner of that on the front was Greg Dubois, Roger Pisani, and Robert Burton. They actually tied at plus four. Matt Mason, Ron Finley, and Orson Daigle. And then the back was won by them as well. Uh, the, the first team, uh, Greg Dubois, Roger Pisani, and Robert Burton won it all. Skins. The all-important skins, because that's cash. Matt Mason had three. Roger Pisani, Glenn Dubois, Olin Granger, and Orson Dago had one each. And then on Sunday, they had a shootout. Pretty fun there, because you play your own ball and play your own game, and they draw for teams. Front side with 35 points, total team, Mark Almi, John Provo, and Glenn Dupuy. Back nine, Paul Olivier, Ricky Bork, and Ron Finley, 33 points. And all important skins, Mark Ami had three, Paul Olivier two, Robert Burton one. And the reason I say all important is because they pay cash. Thanks to Mr. Lawson Dooley, the uh, president of the Lafayette Senior Men's Golf Association, which has 56 members in their association. And you don't have to be a member or a resident of Lafayette to participate in this. Just uh, put up $25 playing their activities and you can enjoy a crawfish ball in the spring and a Christmas party in December and play in all these tournaments. And they play twice a month. The first Tuesday, rather the second Tuesday of the month, is their out-of-town course, and that was played June 14th, their road tournament at a Chafalaya right there in Patterson. And the winner was Fairley Painter and Glenn Birow with plus six above their points. And then on the fourth Tuesday of the month, they played their club tournament at uh, Muni and Lafayette, their home course. And that was won by Rawson Lula himself. He was plus 11 over his points. Looks like an individual tournament. Second place went to John Pierce, plus six, and Jay Frederick, third, plus four. Thanks, Lawson, for getting me this information. And then the 65th State Amateur Junior Golf Tournament was played this past week at East Ridge Country Club, an old-time course up in Shreveport. First place with a minus 11 was Cale Fontenot, the sensation from Ascension Episcopal right there in Lafayette. Signed a letter of intent to play golf for Georgia Tech this coming fall. Had scores of 67, 71, 64, 11 under par. And he beat out the number one player in the state for this year or rather for next year's uh, class of seniors, Noah McWilliams from Bird High, who's moving on next year to play for LSU. He was minus seven and finished second. And then the class of 2025, which is my grandson Drew's class, James Hostclaw finished third with minus one. He's the number one ranked junior in the state for the class of 2025. Drew finished in the middle of the pack, <clears throat> excuse me, 35th, and uh, shooting scores of 75, 78, 78, uh, plus 17. Uh, triple bogey on the first hole uh, kind of delayed his start, but he played well the rest of the 17 holes and even poor and ended up just finishing mediocre. 
But uh, he's the third-ranked player in the state behind Hosclaw and Ben Blanco, who's the second-ranked player in the state for the class of 2025. And Ben is from Ump. So next up for Drew is going to be an LGA event at the University Club in Baton Rouge next week. And then uh, finishing out uh, July, he's going to play in a full ball at Squire Creek up in Monroe. So, oh. oh. It's not even on. Mike's on. Oh. Hi there. Hey, so I just wanted to confirm because. Golly. Was this. Sneaking in on me. Brought me a beer and everything. Oh, my God. Seriously, you didn't. Focus, boy. See well, how focused I well, can I'm going to just leave then if you're so focused. No, no, no. I I'm want you here. I'm just interruption. I just want to know when you are here. Oh, God. Hi, boxcar. I literally was three inches away from you. <laughs> I could have taken you out in a, in a minute. <laughs> oh, my You would have never known. Um, <sighs> so, okay. Man, I don't have a weak heart. So, well, I do, but, you know, so, <laughs> uh, so refresh my memory. Um Theo, I don't know what year, but but he he was ranked number one in in, in the state, right? At some point, Theodore was actually uh, he and John Humphreys were were tied for number one at okay. one point in the state. Yeah. So that gives Drew a a, <laughs> a goal, incentive. That's something to shoot at. But this yeah. boy James Hoseclaw, Theodore is raving about him. You know, he he's uh, <clears throat> he's a he's a sophomore and he's finishing <clears throat> high in the state junior, which is loaded with good players in the state of Louisiana. As I, you know, if you yeah. listen, I just announced, you know, Gail Fontenot. No, i just been sitting here for 10 minutes twiddling <laughs> my thumbs, you know. I come in early for once, and this is what I, I get, you know. I'm not used to this early stuff. My God. Like uh, last week, you didn't even come. No. <laughs> well, that's okay. We won't go there. I had some bad, uh, a bad, bad stomach. Yeah. yeah. Man. Still got a bad stomach. I do too. I'm just bad all over. Not good. I need, to go, I need to go see your daughter. Bad in, to the bone. In Baton Rouge. I need a, a good GI doctor, man. Well, maybe I'll try somebody else. <laughs> oh, God. She's not ranked number one. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, that's, that's a great accomplishment for Drew. And, and boy, it sure seems like if you could, if, if, you know, and that's easier said than done, but if you could just eliminate you know one or two bad holes per round it seems like you you know from what i'm hearing your descriptions you know because a while back i think he had like a, a pretty bad hole and it just but but he plays well for the for the most part, most yeah. part you know yeah. but i mean he's come a long way and and uh testament to his hard work and it is it and is dedication you know and um and he actually beat the number two player in the well ben blanco's right there from la triumph and ben shot uh 18 over four so uh you know he's 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 right there in the mix if he continues to work hard and he, and he will. Uh, yeah. I, I got full confidence in Drew that uh, he's got it in his heart and that's what it takes. You know. And the thing the thing that's so great about golf is is, is and I forgot who the guy is that won many many times on the PGA Tour back in the nineties, um, but he couldn't even make his high school team. Um, and it, yeah. it's not like they were loaded. He couldn't break. 40 in high school, you know, for nine holes. Vega remember that story as well. And uh, and then he became, you know, he just kept working, grinding, <laughs> working, you know, and, and uh, man, it, you know, it, it, every now and then something just clicks. And, <coughs> and um, but boy, that name, that last name, Holtzclaw, just sounds so familiar. He's I'm from just Shreveport. trying to. I'm not sure which high school he, went, he goes to, but he's from Shreveport, and uh, you know, it, he's not just a flash in the pan. He, I, yeah. I, I followed his name because he's played in all the tournaments Drew's played in in the past, and he's always been up at the top. So, 
Yeah. We'll, we'll have to. Uh, I think that the, the class of 2025 is going to be pretty strong because uh, not just because of Drew and, and Ben Blanco, but there's a lot of other good players around in the state that, uh, you know, um, are, are, are that age. And, and uh, you know, there's a big competition, which uh, they want to beat each other. And mm-hmm. that's that's good, you know. Now, I know in, in, uh, in college football they can commit uh, or, or, you know, verbal commitment for sure as young as a sophomore. I mean, yeah. you know, but in golf, how does it work? Well, I mean, Noah McWilliams, the kid I was talking about, finished second. He committed already to LSU. He finished oh, okay. second at uh, Cane Row in the but state. But he's also junior a sophomore? He, he's, no, he's a junior. So yeah. he has one more year. He'll be a senior, right? Right. Kale Fontenot is, is going – he's going directly to uh, Georgia Tech this year. Uh, I just didn't know what was the youngest that they could actually in golf commit. Or if, is I, there, I don't think is there's there a any, minimum? any specific, no. uh, you know, rules yeah. for that. <laughs> they, they really don't care too much about golf, you know. Well, you know. They so, so. just, just text me, and this is crazy. His, his uh, license plate says KJN Golf. Cajun golf. Cajun golf. Okay. Well, he got stolen from his his Jeep uh, a couple of weeks ago. Right, the day before he was going to uh, Alabama to uh, to get uh, to bring Drew and and, uh-huh. and recruit for the future Masters. So, but he's texting me now. He's back in business. He got his his license plate back. I'm I'm anxious to see how if uh, if he had to apply for a new one or did they find the they, old one? They just stole his license plate? Yeah, That's just all? like unscrewed and took it off. I oh guess they God. like caging off. <laughs> they all could give him some well, merchandise and well, stuff. They, they don't have to steal the license plate. I told you I was going to get my $150 <laughs> credit some kind of way. You haven't checked out my license plate, have you? <laughs> I'm slowly but surely going to get that $150 that I well, lost out on. stuff right there. Oh, yeah. Well, that doesn't add up, too. You know? <laughs> hey, okay. Well, that's a different story. I put the but... Cajun golf license plate on, on eBay. You know, I've got a 99-cent minimum opening bid right now. So we'll see how it goes, you know. Try to trade it for a 12-pack, you know. <laughs> I'll take the 12-pack. All right, let me wrap up this local stuff, and then we've got to get talking about the, uh, the Open Championship. So uh, next up for the Louisiana Golf Association is their four-ball championship at Bayou Oaks and City Park in New Orleans. And uh, here's a little old bit close to my heart. Uh, B.R. Mac McClendon uh, from uh, Benson Rayfield. He, that's his real name, B.R. Benson Rayfield. He was an LSU golfer from 1968. From 1963 to 68, I went to LSU in 68, so I got to meet him but never played with him. Uh, he passed away this week. But uh, astoundingly enough, this is an accomplishment uh, I don't think will ever be uh, repeated. He, uh, back, back in the day when we played golf for, for the colleges, you couldn't play as a freshman. You had to sit out. BR won three straight SEC championships in all, all the years he was eligible. And uh, he also won the Future Masters, Alabama State Junior, the Alabama State Amateur. He was elected to the PGA in 1974 and became a life member in 1994. He played on the tour from 68 to 80 and won five times on the PGA Tour. So a great player from LSU Tigers. And, you know, like I said, someone I looked up to as uh, as I started my days at LSU. And back then, that, that um, freshman um – Ineligibility, so to speak, that that was across the board, right? For all, um, yeah, right, all sports. for all sports, yeah, right? Yeah, because yeah. I can remember uh, a couple of my friends that I graduated with, Brula Presto and Woody Woodburn played. Mm-hmm. Well, Boo played for for Tulane, mm-hmm. and uh, <coughs> Woody played for LSU, 
as a freshman, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I can remember watching them compete against each other in, in Tiger Stadium just as a freshman game, you know. That's what a lot of people don't remember about <coughs> those, those old days. Some of those, you know, stats you look up and stuff like that, that was accomplished in a, a much shorter period of time and with a, you know, especially football I'm talking about, but, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and a more condensed schedule because they didn't play as many games back then right. either, I think. They would play two fewer games. So. And they, they often look at, like, Pete Maravich and, and oh, his God, accomplishments. with the three-point, yeah. This, I mean, that just was three, three years of then, eligibility. Well, then, if they had the three-point line when he was playing, it would oh, have been, yeah, been absolutely ridiculous. But more people would go to see the freshman game than the varsity oh, game. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. When he was a freshman. Yeah. You know, it, was, it was incredible because that was my era as well. You know, Pete played from 68 to 72. yeah. And uh, finally, on, on the local golf scene, before box going on, I start talking about uh, the Open Golf Championship. Is Greg Saunier, former UL player, is in still in contention for Player of the Year awards in our Gulf State section. So, uh, with that box score, we'll take a break, and I'm anxious to talk about the 150 Open Championship coming up. Stay tuned, guys. Sugar Oaks Golf Course, located at 4002 Sugar Oaks Road, is an 18-hole regulation golf course. This medium yardage layout has adequate length, wide fairways, and not-too-difficult approach shots. Sugar Oaks Golf Course is a semi-private course that's open to the public. Our guest rates are very attractive, and our monthly dues are accommodating. Give us a call for your tee time. That's Sugar Oaks Golf Course in New Iberia. Phone 337-364-7611. 364-7611. The GolfBalls.com Retail Center is now open and better than ever. Stop by our newly renovated store to shop the latest in golf balls, clubs, and apparel from brands such as Titleist, TaylorMade, Callaway, and Under Armour. Check out our new state-of-the-art golf simulator and demo the hottest irons, drivers, and putters. Featuring 20,000 square feet of golf equipment and gear, GolfBalls.com was founded here in Acadiana 25 years ago and remains the world leader in golf customization. Located on Arnold Boulevard next to Harbor Freight Tools and, of course, online at GolfBalls.com. We have a new player on the field, and he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola. And the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here, and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Whew. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Kane's Fishing and Hunting Show, Friday morning at 7 on the all-new Kane 107.5. Hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And we're back. The mysterious boxcar is in the house, <laughs> along with me, Teddy. I've always been here, jabbing away. We're going to let boxcar talk now. I'm like Leapier. I just come once every four times, <laughs> you know, every four shows. Um... Yeah, so so real quick before we get to the uh, the Open Championship, this is some breaking news that just kind of came across a few hours ago. But the PGA Tour is under investigation by the Department of Justice regarding antitrust violations against the Live Golf Tour, um, which is you know not not 
totally unexpected, but um, that was reported by the Wall Street Journal. Um, they wrote that uh, players' agents have received inquiries from the DOJ's antitrust division involving both the PGA Tour's bylaws governing players' participation in other golf events and the Tour's actions in recent months regarding at Live Golf, according to persons familiar with the inquiries. A Tour spokesman confirmed that the Tour was aware of the investigation. This was not unexpected, they told Golf Digest, who went through this in 1994 and were confident in a similar outcome. Uh, one of the provisions in the PGA Tour Player Handbook and Tournament Regulations is that each PGA Tour member acknowledges the commissioner, the Tour Policy Board, and the Appeals Committee have the authority to permanently ban a member from playing in a Tour co-sponsored, approved, or coordinated tournament if the member violates regulations. The handbook also provides that a player cause, uh, ceases to be a member of the Tour <laughs> if in the judgment of the Policy Board the member commits a serious breach of regulations, code of ethics, or otherwise conducts himself in a manner unbecoming of a professional golfer. And one of the such regulations is uh, prohibiting tour players from playing in events uh, when there is a tour-sanctioned event taking place at the same time. Um, per the handbook, players who reach the 15-event minimum, which is the uh, minimum <coughs> that members must meet to retain their membership and voting rights, uh, they're eligible for three conflicting event releases per season, which is why so many tour players were allowed to play in the Saudi Invitational earlier this year, but they can also deny those requests. The tour is adamant they have the legal authority, and uh, Live Golf um, CEO Greg Norman has openly expressed his uh, desires um, to challenge that authority. So I won't go into more. It has the whole quotes from Greg Norman, and it gets, you know, kind of, kind of crazy from there but um but this battle is now not only you know in the public uh, eye and the media and and golf fans you know kind of debating back and forth but now in the actual court system um and and, and that'll be pretty pretty interesting you know um to see how you know how the department of justice rules and and that could go a long way toward this kind of deciding how this you know, whole golf world scenario will look um, in the future. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, and like you said, it's going to be a long, drawn-out battle, you know, as far as the, the lit litigation side of it's concerned. But uh, I know, uh, segueing into the Open Championship, they having a World Golf Point System uh, meeting this week at, at uh, St. Andrews where they award World Golf Points to this all tours and of course the live tour applied for right. for this ranking and uh they, they're going to decide you know uh, this week I, I believe it's going to be that whether or not they're going to allow them to get world golf ranking points and and to me it's That's a no-brainer that that you know a tournament that doesn't have a cut is only 54 holes and and, and selective yeah. i don't see how it can award them the and the people running it if you looked at the list or you know all, all, all the commissioners of the of the tours, you know, the yeah. PGA, DP, yeah, yeah. blah, 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 yeah. and, and, and a representative from the RNA, from the USGA, from Augusta National, blah, blah, blah. I, I just don't see how they can give points to these players uh, as far – and since, since all the other, you know, all the other tours are abiding by, you know, 36-hole cut, blah, blah, mm. blah, it just doesn't make sense why they would even apply. Yeah, the only thing I would say to that, to, to what they could present as evidence, is in the past, 
the PGA Tour has awarded um, points to no-cut events. You know, you have some of these um, uh, WGC events that have mm-hmm. no cuts. You have the Tournament of Champions. Um, I'm not sure if it's still going well, on yeah, or not. I mean, the Masters is an invitational yeah. tournament with select field. You know, yeah. certainly there's but criteria they, But there is involved. a cut at Augusta. But I'm talking about there, there are. There were, you remember this DP World Challenge that Tiger used to host mm-hmm. where maybe 30 players, and they were awarding, you know, these, these world golf ranking points. And they, those well, events. maybe that so, needs to be cut out. Well, that that's that's the thing. You know, you can't have it both ways. No, you can't, no, you can't I agree say, with you. Yeah, you can't say they can't do it, and then you know, uh, then they're they're going to allow it here. So yeah, that there'll there'll definitely be some changes for sure. Um, it, it's just uh, I don't I don't personally think that that there should you know should be points awarded for that tour not unless and, they change their their format and, and, yeah. and, it, and it corresponds with what the rest of the world is doing well to me if the live tour absorbed the dp world tour and became the the european tour version of it you know and and yeah could uh, be. That, that would be fine you know R- rory uh, i think said he, he would like to see some open communication between all the tours you know including the live tour so maybe that's an option that that, that sounds good to me you know at least put it on the table right yeah, and, and look, I, you know, again, the last thing I want to deny is any, any golfer the opportunity to, to ply their trade where they feel it best suits them, you know. But by the, by the same token, you don't want to see um, the, the, the tour that has really fed all of these others. You know, if the PGA Tour wouldn't exist, these other – you know, tours would would not exist either. You know, right. it, it, you know, you'd, you'd be back to just club pros and having you know traveling caravans and tournaments here or there and the right. other. Um, so you have to look at what you know the hand that fed you. Um, mm-hmm. And and I'm not saying they're they're the the last word. I mean they're not perfect, obviously. And and look, there there has to be some some things that that you know for them to come up suddenly with all this money to to put on these events. You know. Some of the accusations of them hoarding money, I guess, are you know probably accurate yeah. to be to be honest with you. Probably but, so. But look, I mean, you know, by the same token, we need to preserve the integrity of the game, and and it does, like you said, it needs to be, it needs to be consistent. If it's going to be a seventy-two hole event, uh, you know, then needs to be a seventy-two hole event. I mean, it, it's not. Boxall, you know what bothers me the most about it is, and we've talked about this hundreds of times before. Paying a player before he even performs. Oh, yeah. That's a goes totally against the tradition and history of the game of golf. Players were always paid after they performed and in mm-hmm. an escalating skill on how they performed. Yeah. And this totally goes against that because it takes all the competition out of golf. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter if a guy shoots 75 or 65. Look, they're paying their caddies, their Look coaches. They're paying them to stay at fancy motels and, and all their expenses. I mean, the caddies are giggling. You know, they, they don't have to give no. accurate yardages. It Pat doesn't matter. Pat Perez shot 80 in the fin- final round the other day. It's and absurd. he won, he won $900,000 because of that pod thing, the, the, yeah. team, the team thing. You know, So he, he finished almost last in the tournament, but because he was on this team that finished pretty high, you know, he gets this extra <laughs> bonus money. So $900,000 and you can't, you know, you shoot an 80? 
That never happens, you know. Well, I'm, uh, I'm not totally against the team concept because of what's happened in New Orleans, but yeah, that needs to be tweaked as well. You know, a person can't shoot 80 and and, and get the same paycheck or a, more, more than a paycheck than someone who shot 70 or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it, it it's just it's, but it's, you know, but to, to your point, and we just we'll let it go at that. But but that's that's going to be the ruination of college football as well with the. Um, the, you know, the, the, the NIL deals because these players are going to get paid before they play a down of football. And then what's the incentive to bust your butt on the field, you know, and no. to, to put it all out there? Yeah, if you're looking ahead to your pro career, maybe. But it just depends. Will, on, will the pros pay him more than the NIL uh, yeah, agency or corporation yeah. or whatever's paying them? Well, I mean, you know? who, who so, knows? So what they're going to do is play to, to not get to hurt. To not get hurt. <laughs> not get hurt. They're going to play as few, you know, uh, give, uh, every minor injury. 80% instead be, of 100%. Yeah, they won't play in bowl games. You can forget. All this, the, the national championship is going to be a shell of what it was in the future. You know, players will be opting out left and right because, you know, all this, you know. I, I don't want to go off on a chant tangent yeah, on, on NFL, but uh, someday you and I would, I'd like to have a conversation maybe when you call in to buy you sports or something. About this whole thing, I'll call in at come in at eight o'clock one day and sit there with him. I'll call in at eight o'clock, eight o'clock when you're here. All right, but uh, well, yeah, let's our boy, talk about boy, the our, open. Our boy, t- man, I tell you what, um, I, you know, I, I, I was talking about our friend Jim today, and, and he and I got a few wagers together, a few long shots, a few, you know, middle of the. We didn't bet, bet any of the favorites, you know, but um, uh, I'm, I'm intrigued again. Look, I don't give the guy a chance to win. But the work that Tiger's putting in in preparation is really astounding to me. He's been playing every day uh, for the last couple of days. I think he's, they said he's put in 54 holes already of practice, um, which is – that's unusual for him at any golf tournament, much right. less, you know, um, oh, he wants to coming play. off this bad Look, leg. He announced in April before he played in any other tournament, even before he announced the Masters that he was playing in this tournament. And when he did, ticket sales skyrocketed, not just because it's the 150th yeah. anniversary at St. Andrews, the home of golf, but because Tiger Woods is in the field. Well, he was playing a practice round, I think it was yesterday, they said, and Justin Rose was playing ahead of him. And, you know, St. Andrews is a public – property so people can kind of just walk around the golf course it's not like augusta national right no, no. you can just come totally. and go you you know you walk around do whatever you want to do out there and justin rose is bombing drives over people's heads they're not even giving him a look you know <laughs> and then tiger's playing and word gets out the tiger's playing so i said you know slowly had a couple hundred people following him a few holes later it had swelled to you know a little closer to about five or six hundred and later in the round they had thousands of people they said you know and that just goes to show you the magnitude of what he still means to the game you know so here's hoping that he can make it for you know make the cut number one and then and i think he's going to open up with a good round that's 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 important that's important but will you know how will the fatigue you know be handled after that is kind of the the big question i have but man um you know it, T- today they had a whole bunch of fun and he was so excited to be there you know they had that celebrity uh you know past champions full hole event where they played one and two and then 17 and 18 
Uh, I think Tiger played with Lee Trevino, Jack Nicholas. I don't think Jack played Georgia Hall and, and Rory McIlroy. But they had all kind of other Lee Trevino little, too. Yeah. Yeah, Lee Trevino. Jack didn't play. He was just there. Yeah. And but they took pictures on the Swoken Bridge. Yeah. And, and Tiger was having a blast, man. I mean, you know, of course Lee Trevino. When you can't yeah. not have a blast well, playing with him. I mean, he's hilarious. But but that that that's that's astounding, you know that that just to see Tiger Woods loosen up like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty pretty hard to, to fathom this, Ted. But you know, um, uh, it was saying you know Tiger's uh, it, it just let, letting it all out for, for this one because the three-time Open champion, the next time the PGA Tour uh, or the next time the the Open Championship is contested at St Andrews, he's going to be eligible for the Champions Tour. <laughs> you know, yeah. so I mean, and we did see Tom Watson, you know, almost win an Open. Uh, championship at what age Not sixty, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, but you know, it, anyway, it's it, it'll be it'll make for great theater. We'll definitely, you know, they're gonna the, the ratings will be through the roof. You know, oh, it's gonna be astounding. It's one of my most favorite tournaments to watch, as I know it is yours as well. Yeah, I love to. I love the fact that you can watch. You know, wake up in the morning, it's on already, and. You know, you 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 you're done basically by two in the afternoon or so. You know, but, but Jack Nicholas is there because they're going to make him an honorary member of St Andrews. You no. don't, they don't, they don't just give those things away. And no. you know, two other things about Jack. Uh, years ago, they uh, five dollar. It's not five, five euros. They they put on the five dollar bill, five euro bill, his, his picture. Oh, yeah. And uh, I had I had some. Uh, my friend Alex DeClure, yeah, friend, yeah, yeah. I, th- I saw one. Me, yeah, I and, saw one of those. And he yeah. gave me he gave me five of them to send to Jack to get him autographed. And sure enough, Jack autographed. Yeah, them, that's where sent I sent them back to yeah, Alex. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. but uh, the only because it's issued through the Bank of Scotland, I believe. Bank of Scotland, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But uh, Jack's going to be an honorary member of St Andrews. Ben Franklin <laughs> and Bobby Jones are the only other two Americans. That are honorary members of, of St. Andrews. That's how, I mean, this place is, is remarkable. Like, like in, Ben in Franklin, history. the one that yeah, signed the, the Declaration the, of Independence? The guy that invented the Declaration He's Boy, in good company, Jack himself, huh? <laughs> yeah. Bobby Jones and Ben Franklin. Wow. Yeah, cool okay. stuff. No, that is, that is great stuff. And, um, yeah, I'd like to know how much those... Uh, Five dollar euro notes are worth right now on the on the. <laughs> I don't know, but Alex had five market. of them, and, and Jack signed them all. That's you know? crazy. That's yeah, and of course Jack won three of his Open championships. Two of them were at St Andrews, as well as Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods won three and two of his Open championship at St Andrews. This golf course is special to these these heroes, these icons of golf, and and uh, th- this tournament's going to be something special. They were talking about how easy the course is going to play. And Jack Nicholas said, so what? It's St. Andrews. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. It's, oh, that's awesome. Good it, stuff there. It, you're in hollowed ground there, buddy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Other players that, that have won there, and, and it's a, a who's who, Nick Faldo, Seve Ballesteros, of course, Bobby Jones and Bobby Locke and all the old, old-time players, Peter Thompson, uh, James Bird, you know, old-time Mars, new-time Mars. But uh, Zach Johnson, John Daly, all of those guys won at St. Andrews and, and – uh, it's 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 special to win there. I mean, yeah. And I think uh, I think Louis Oosthuizen had one of the largest margins of victory. Maybe it was the last time it was played there. Um, he won by 
eight shots maybe or something like that. And I, I that, don't, I that don't. was the one where Rory had the horrible draw. Remember mm-hmm. the, the, mo- the morning round was, was benign conditions and in the afternoon. The, and that's what's so special again. And that's what, that's what differentiates <laughs> these kind of events from the Live Golf Tour. You know, when you have a shotgun start, everybody's <laughs> right. playing in the same conditions. Man, it can be a, a 180 from morning to afternoon and usually is you know um and you can get the bad in on both time both draws you can get sure bad weather in the morning and bad in the next i mean the, the afternoon next morning and and you know but but that's just you know like rory was saying he said look i've had my share <laughs> of bad draws but i've had my share of good draws too and mm-hmm. then, you know if you play in enough of these normally they kind of balance out, out right you know, and, and you just have to you have to grind. Look at Xander Shoffley this past week. He had a horrible draw in the first round of the Scottish Open when, I mean, in the afternoon, nobody was, was you know, doing anything. And I think he shipped trail by eight shots after the first round, put his nose to the grindstone, you know, shot a good second round, and now you, you know, and, and then he, he ends up winning ended the tournament. Winning, you know, yeah. went for, man, he's, I tell you what, you don't. He's on a trail. I, I normally, you know, like ride the hot horse but it's like almost too good to be true how oh, yeah. how how many you know how much he's won recently and yeah and, he won that he won the pj mcmanus, McManus Pro yeah and then really, he won the travelers in yeah, the states the week for, before right you know i thought man that's incredible and, and they were talking about the golf course and how dry it is and how the wind's going to be down and the temperature is going to be warm 60 Two degrees. That's Warm. perfect. That's going to help. Yeah, Warm. but that's, that's freezing I know, for no, us. I know, but that's, that's good for Tiger, though. Oh, yeah. You know, for his leg. But can you imagine saying that the temperature is warm at 62 I heard degrees. his practice round, he drove the green on 18. He Ti- did. Tiger did, yeah. yeah. Left the eagle putt short. Uh, so, and that is one of the things that they said, that the greens are rolling pretty slow, which, you know, there's a lot of players on tour. You kind of look at their, their uh, past history and majors and, and, and performances, and and they're ranked high in ball striking and driving, but not so much in putting. This is a little bit different. You know, this is not going to require the precision on the greens that a lot of other – it'll put more of a premium on the guys who are hitting good iron shots and, and good, you know. Well, they're saying that the first 13 holes, nobody's going to be hitting more than a wedge if the weather stays the way it is and the conditions and all. Man, that's – So, I mean, it's like someone was saying they better make their move on the first 18 holes with the prevailing wind and, and yeah. such. You know, it, it's going to be a, a chip and putt type of deal. <laughs> uh, you can see some some really low scores here. You know, I think. I think. So what? You know, it's, no, it's I, still Saint Andrews. No, you know? no, I'm not. I'm not. Look, I, I told you that before. I'd love to watch every now and then a little carnage, but sometimes it got ridiculous at the U.S. Open in the past. You oh, know, yeah. to where it was the golf course is really unfair. And um, but I don't mind. I don't want to see 28 under par no. every week. That gets, you know, stupid. Um, and it brings too many, I find, inferior golfers in, into the mix. You know, guys who just, you know, yeah. making a lot of putts here and there. But, um, but you, know, you know what I'm interested in? they say saying the course is playing hard, and there may be some 400-yard drives or such. But, you know, what, 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 what I'm interested in seeing is, you know, these players – they, they can get awkward bounces, and if they hit a 400-yard drive and it ends up bouncing in an awkward place into one of those pothole bunkers, you know, they have 112 pothole bunkers. You, you get in one of those, you you, you got to pitch out sideways. It's just like any other Lynx course. So, you know, the course playing fast is not going to necessarily make it play easier. 
it's gonna they're gonna have to be more strategic in in figuring out how to play. You know, maybe hitting some three woods or irons off the down downwind holes to where the ball doesn't go quite as far. And then you know, if you get too close on the par fours, uh, you you know, you're hitting a little pitch wedge that to a tucked pin it may not it may not be able to be the best approach that's available because of the spin you're not being able to impart on the ball. So there's a lot of things that's going to be involved with, with uh, the players, the caddies, and, and how the course is playing. 112 bunkers, most of them pothole bunkers. And, and uh, in fact, some of the bunkers, it's pretty amazing. Some of the bunkers have given names to box score. Uh, Principals knows. Of course, we know about the road hole bunker. That's the one that's been a nemesis for a lot of players for a long, long period of time. That's Hell's Bunker on number 16 that uh, stretches clean across the fairway. Um, imagine giving names to bunkers on a golf course. Which, <laughs> where, which course has the one called the Devil's A-R-S-C? You know, I mean, it's... I don't know. Yeah, you, it, it's one of those uh, <coughs> open uh, rotation oh, really? courses. Yeah. yeah, wow. I mean, it, it goes on to be more than just the first four letters. But, um, yeah. but anyway... Um, yeah, it it uh, whew, looking looking bunkers looking. with names. <laughs> you don't want to be in those. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, and and uh, and then fourteen holes are double greens, so those greens yeah. are humongous. I mean, you could fit the whole parking lot of Bulini Plaza on some of these greens. They're so huge, you know. Right. And uh, you know, going out, coming in, it depends wh- which hole you're playing. But fourteen holes have double greens. It's uh, wow. It's a special place, no question. They, even these iconic golfers say it, it's a spiritual place. Like they get they get chills and vibes and can feel the, the the awesome presence of the game of golf when they just walk onto that piece of property. And like you said, it's public. People, it's closed on Sundays, so nobody plays golf except for the Open Championship. Nobody plays golf on Sundays. They go out and have a picnic or walk the course or just have a good time. Yeah, I remember. Um, I, I'm pretty sure it was jerome that told me that he you know he he played it and uh in fact y'all put did y'all play it when y'all went to yes yes we okay played it together maybe it was there that he told me and the people were just sort of watching you come in you know yeah. by the, and you know as nervous as he gets i mean he right. he was just telling me it was a different um and then they have the cathedral and the cemetery and the old ruins the old saint andrew's cathedral built in third four eleven fifty eight 1158, isn't that incredible? Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, that's like, wow. You can't even imagine how long ago that was. And, of course, it's a ruins where Scottish Scotland got their freedom. University of St. Andrews is there. It, it's been there for, for decades. And, uh, of course, the RNA was formed there in 1754. Wow, that's yeah. incredible. And, you know, this is the last bit of trivia I'm going to give you. They've been playing golf at St. Andrews before Columbus discovered America. And, Oh. That's a long time ago. <laughs> that is. That is a long time ago. Um, well, like I said, those those ghosts of St. Andrews is, is you know will definitely be, I'm sure you know rearing their head at, at some point in time. And and um, it, you know what's amazing though, and we'll talk more I guess about the favorites and and whatnot. Uh, but it's just amazing to me. You're talking about the caddies and their their importance perhaps in, in, in knowledge and whatnot. <laughs> no question. Um, uh, you know, how, again, how can Scotty Scheffler always fly under the radar? <laughs> the guy's number one in the world. You know, he, he's, 
won what four times or five times now? I think four. I think four. Yeah. Uh, on the PGA Tour, and nobody's really talking about him. It's Rory, John Rahm, uh, and know, obviously now Xander Shoffley. Yeah. You know, he always manages to kind of avoid that pre-tournament publicity. But man, Ted Scott's you know been been a there many times, many with, times with Bubba, you know, yeah. so um, yeah, I'm sure he knows that, that course very well. So um, uh, I tell you, I would, would not be surprised to see him in the mix for sure come Sunday. No question. You know, and, and like you say, the caddy is so important, especially to uh, first-timers or, or rookies that, that, that are playing there. They have to have an experienced caddy to tell them where to aim. And, and like I was just talking about, you know, the course is playing fast, which makes it even more devilish because you can get into more trouble the more the ball rolls, you mm-hmm. know. And oh, you yeah. get those quirky bounces, and all of a sudden you bounce off and, and, and you go into one of those pothole bunkers, and, and it's a bogey or more. And uh, uh, it, it's, not, it's not that the course is playing fast that's going to make it easier. It's, uh, it's, it's uh, how you position the ball. If you have the discipline enough to not hit a driver off of every tee and kind mm-hmm. of play p- position so where you don't have uh, a chip shot into a par four, because you can drive. I've driven the tenth and ninth and tenth holes if the wind's right, anybody can drive them. They're not that long. They're 300-something yards long. So it, it's, it's not about distance so much, but it's about your approach, your second shot. Where are you going to leave yourself to hit your second shot with spin on the ball and where the p- p- position of the pin is and all that stuff that caddies are so, so instrumental in guiding their players? Actually, that, that bunk I was referring to, it's, it's, uh, it, it's not ours. It, it's the real word. And it's number 10 at Pine Valley. So, my, oh, yeah. you know, my yeah. bad. But, um, but yeah, and, and one more note to any golfers that might be listening uh, in, in St. Andrews right now to our show, um, you know, just, <coughs> just because Jerome made this full pot, don't, don't bump your ball on the fairway. <laughs> You're not allowed to do that, right, Ted? You think, you think we should tell that to the players or <laughs> yeah. to the caddies? Yeah. Well, you know. well, I don't know. Jordan Spieth picked I know. up his yeah. ball last got, week and got, got disqualified. <laughs> Boy, it must have been right up his alley. <laughs> <laughs> but that did happen at that tournament, too, right? <coughs> that where, happened at J.P. McGinnis. No, point. no, the one that I'm talking about with Jerome with y'all on oh, y'all he, trip. Oh, yeah. Where he, he bumped the he ball. He refused the- <laughs> to, to, to play it down. Of course, nobody could do anything. There's no, like, rules officials or stuff. Oh, okay. He just cheated and he got away with he it. He just okay. <laughs> I thought they had And he's still him. living with himself with it. Well. And got no qualms, probably. Oh, he, we, I heard many stories about that, about the, about the women shouldn't be on the golf course and oh, all yeah. this stuff. <laughs> and, and, you know, I mean, you love a good confrontation. I know you must have loved, you must have loved that. Boy. Yeah. And that's another interesting thing about St. Andrews, because what you're saying is, on that very hole, one hole, dog legs right, and over the fairway is the par three on, on the next nine. So oh. you, you're hitting over players on a par three while other players are passing underneath you. It's that's an incredible crazy. play. That's where it makes the loop and comes back, you know? Okay. But, uh, no, to your point, a lot of, a lot of guys were, were spotted um, <laughs> testing out two irons this week, you know, which is kind of a dinosaur now. You don't really see those too much on tour. Uh, hybrids kind of have replaced it. But, of course, in, you know, the thing about a hybrid as opposed to a two iron, you're going to hit it a little higher, a little further. Uh, where there's two iron, you can hit more of that stinger shot that Tiger was so famous for with it, you know. And, and uh, so quite a few prominent players are, are – I think you'll see different bag setups this, this week. And as you alluded to with the with it expected to play short, I wouldn't be surprised to see guys ditch a club, you know, maybe a, a 
four iron or whatever, put an extra wedge in their bag so they will have four wedges as opposed to, to the normal three. So it, it uh, you know, sometimes that goes overlooked in, in how you set up for the golf tournament. It's, it's important to have the right, the right tools, you know, uh, right, for this. And, again, that gets back to the caddy play and his role, too, in, in, in mapping out the course and, 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 uh, and getting everything just right. So, No question, the experience is everything at St. Andrews. You know, I mean, uh, not just knowing the weather and all, but knowing the course, where the bunkers are, how to play away from them, how, how to hit into the greens. It's, it's just – it's Lynx golf at its finest. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, yeah, the weather – always makes the courses play tougher right. and, and almost impossible at times, as you, you alluded to. But uh, this week, look, the forecast looks good, so uh, it's going to be more of a st- strategic uh, approach to the game. And that, that definitely plays in the t- Tigers' hands, for sure. I mean, there's no one that knows, no. you know, that, that course better than he does. Um, and I think if- last time he won there, he, he never hit in one bunker. 112 bunkers on the golf course, he avoided them all. And that's, he, you know, yeah, accomplishment and right with there. the rollouts you're going to get out there, you don't you don't necessarily have to be the the <coughs> biggest bomber off the mm, tee. You mm. know, I mean, they all going to be even the shorter hitters will be in in. in uh, when Nick Faldo won there way back, oh I God, think '78, he, he was that. hitting like he was averaging 258 off the tee. Yeah, you know, so it's no, it's not a bomber scores. Isn't that the one we hit? Uh, or what? Major he won where he had all 18 greens in regulation that, that and made, just made it. like 18 pars. Yeah, and he didn't make a birdie. I mean, I was watching that. I was at the old Bellevue Country Club. I was uh, playing there back back then. I remember watching that on TV and like, my God, how can nobody catch this guy because he's not making birdies, but <laughs> everybody else is making bogeys. That's why. You know, he was just – he just – Plotting his way I'll around. I'll tell you what, it, you know, when he was at his best, he was a pretty formidable competitor. You know, oh, he yeah, was, uh, definitely. He was yep. a good player. He and and I, he, he's really a good commentator. i got to be honest. He, he's, Too bad he's retiring. Huh? Yeah, I know. He's, he's always been, uh, you know, not over the edge and, um, you know, I think very fair to – and, you know, it wasn't that long ago that Phil Mickelson was jockeying in position to be the, oh, the next been. heir to Phil, Nick he, Faldo. And he would he have blew been, that to the wall. He would have been a superstar in the booth. I mean, it, He it, blew it, that. No, no. It, he blew it bad. Well, just like Gary McCord, look at what happened to him with that one comment at Augusta National. Yeah. It just ruined, you know, his broadcasting career. Ben, um, was it Ben Wright or uh, Ben... Um, yeah, ben the other one with the thing about the ladies' an anatomy, you know that, mm-hmm. um, you know, just you it happens. Be careful with you that know? mic in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm, we're so careful every oh, week we over here. Over here. <laughs> yeah. All right, well that about do it. Uh, looking forward to the tournament. Well, how about uh, a pick? I mean, go ahead. I, I got I, Jordan Speed. I picked first this week. Oh man, we got him. We, we bet him actually. Uh, I'm telling you what, I'm going with a with a real long shot here, and and um, I'm, my pick is Max Homa. Go ahead. Um, yeah, what, I mean, what a weird pick. Well, he he was won twice on tour. He 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 finished in the top ten, I believe, at the Scottish Open, and he snuck away to play this other course that was by there, and he shot like sixty seven. Um, so I think he's figuring out Lynx golf. So I mean, we're gonna figure it out. Eighty to we one. Gotta go now. All right. All right. See you next week, uh, and we'll be talking about the Open again. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. 
And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. We have a new player on the field, and he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola. And the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here, and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. The GolfBalls.com Retail Center is now open and better than ever. Stop by our newly renovated store to shop the latest in golf balls, clubs, and apparel from brands such as Titleist, TaylorMade, Callaway, and Under Armour. Check out our new state-of-the-art golf simulator and demo the hottest irons, drivers, and putters. Featuring 20,000 square feet of golf equipment and gear, GolfBalls.com was founded here in Acadiana 25 years ago and remains the world leader in golf customization. Located on Arnold Boulevard next to Harbor Freight Tools and, of course, online at GolfBalls.com. Sugar Oaks Golf Course, located at 4002 Sugar Oaks Road, is an 18-hole regulation golf course. This medium yardage layout has adequate length, wide fairways, and not-too-difficult approach shots. Sugar Oaks Golf Course is a semi-private course that's open to the public. Our guest rates are very attractive, and our monthly dues are accommodating. Give us a call for your tee time. That's Sugar Oaks Golf Course in New Iberia. Phone 337-364-7611. 364-7611. You're listening to KANE 1240 AM and K298CQ 107.5 FM, New Iberia. The voice of the Tash. <laughs> 